when you listen to the show, if we are wrong or we don't know what we're talking about, that is perfectly fine. And you can correct us anywhere you want on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Facebook. You can find us at Not A Historian Podcast or at Not Historians. That's fine because we just jump on the internet, go to the library, talk to people, watch some interviews, and do the basic research we can just to show that two average Joes can do it. Exactly. We're not historians. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, maybe he walked around with jelly beans. That's what it is. Maybe he walked around with jelly I think beans so. I think he, and he was at the crime scene and stuff and be like, nah, see, nah, I got these jelly beans, see, nah. We're just two dudes that came up with an idea and we said we should know more about the everyday world around us, like why are beer bottles the shape they are. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression. Get ready to take notes, boys and girls. It's another edition of the Not Historians Podcast, with your hosts, Desmond Dunn and Shalom Agulavin. All right, so welcome to another adventure of the Not Historians. Welcome indeed. Today we are going to talk about a gangster some of you might actually know, but wasn't too popular until recently. Right, yeah. And people probably don't know that he's real. Yeah, based on a real character. Yeah, well, I mean, this guy's real. The reason that they know him is, have you ever heard of uh, Nucky Thompson from Boardwalk Empire? Of course, man. You and I are both big fans of Boardwalk Empire. I am a huge fan of Boardwalk Empire, that's true. As I'm sad, it's over. But, point being, there's a real man named Nucky Johnson. Right. Who sort of lived a very similar life to Nucky on TV. I feel like it was almost a, a carbon copy. Well, he's less violent. Like, the, the, it pretty much plays out, you're right, the same, except for is that. Now, they take liberties, of course, for entertainment and stuff, and time frames are compressed and stretched out, whatever. Yeah. But, but the point being that, yeah, the basic trajectory of his life is definitely the same. Now, it, it's very strange because Nucky was a, I, I, I wouldn't say a pragmatist. I, you know, I, I think so. I think pragmatists would work. Maybe an opportunist, but he was a pragmatic well, he opportunist. Was, he was certainly an opportunist. So uh, I want to open this up with a quote from the man himself. I'm not going to use a voice because it's very powerful stuff. Yeah. Also, I don't have like a transatlantic accent that I feel would, would do this justice. Uh, he said, we have whiskey, wine, women, song, and slot machines. I won't deny it. I won't apologize for it. If the majority of the people didn't want them, they wouldn't be profitable and they would not exist. The fact that they do exist proves to me that the people want them. Which is a true statement. Yeah, he's a free market gangster. Nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. He's very capitalist of himself. (laughs) Anyway, we watched Boardwalk Empire. Absolutely. I'm always impressed with the realism that goes into the production. Like, I feel like they put a lot of effort into that. I agree. So, I wanted to know, with all that realism that we feel, Mm -hmm. was the real Nucky as close to the TV Nucky? As you feel like he is when you hear that there's a real dude. So what did you think? I mean, I I kind of I wanted to believe before I even started my research. I wanted to believe the answer was yes. Yeah, well, I I read bits of the book, uh-huh. and I really thought, yeah, this is this is probably true. Like, if nothing in there is too outlandish. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's true. So that that alone <clears throat> just made me feel like, hey, why not? I'm kind of impressed by the guy. I mean, I just got to tell you that. Well, up it front. is. It is. I'm more impressed. 
by the actual Nucky than the TV Nucky. Well, that, that's what I meant. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I just when you said the guy I didn't know if you were mer- mashing <clears throat> both of them together or what, merging them. But I uh, mean, they're, they're not an amalgamation of the same person. But you know, okay, I get it. Well, I mean, but you take aspects of one, aspects of the other, to make a third person in your to mind. Make a third person in your in mind. mind. It's, it's it's an amalgamation of both. Oh, that's true. Okay, I so I'm just that. saying. In either case, yes. One of the reasons I really like the real Nucky is he's a lot less violent. Or prone to violence, I should say. But I feel like you have said that about quite a few gangsters. That, that you're you're upset about how violent gangsters are. Well, I understand that that goes with the territory. What I'm saying is, it seems like well, we we've talked about what Babyface Nelson. We have totally ridiculously. I, I mean, he, Frank Nash went down in a hell of literal bullets. Okay. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, the the one of the next ones is what Machine Gun Kelly. The, the man's name is Machine Gun. <laughs> I'm so having a gangster that managed to pull off what Nucky was able to pull off and be as large and in charge as he was yeah. without having to resort to guns and violence really shows me why maybe this thing worked. Because the guns are what gets the spotlight. All right. But that's just the spotlights. Everything that happens in the back rooms that makes the Empire work. So so what I, I hear you saying is Nucky was more the, you know, where, where um, Al Capone was the face of organized crime. Nucky was the... The, the behind the scenes right the, yeah he the maybe man behind the curtain maybe not the brains of it but he worked he knew what he had to do and how to stay low and how to tuck people away well you know I think I would agree that I would argue that he he was the brains of organized crime for for a period of time it really appeared we'll get to it because they had a meeting and that totally convinced me right that maybe he had more but we'll lay the facts that will let people decide for themselves um it's just really cool because he's like the original OG All right. like of the, I would say he is of the gangsters I've looked at in the olden days, mm-hmm. in this era of prohibition and uh, depression, yeah, he's the most like someone you would still find today, like a Frank Lucas or somebody. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say this. I agree with you, but I'm going to say this, and I hadn't said it in a while. I think he epitomizes what I feel to be the the gangster <laughs> of know? that era, or just gangster in general. I- Almost gangster in general, like gangster of what I would like to see. So if I were a gangster, this is the gangster you would, I would like you, to be. You would base yourself on right. exactly because yeah. because as we're going to talk about, the man has uh, the man has all facets of the enterprise covered. Oh yeah, no, not only that. The thing is, when I say he reminds me of like uh, Frank Lucas or like uh, Rick Ross, the real Rick Ross, Freeway. Right. Okay. Because um, of the donation points. Right. Right. When he has all these, this dude is very giving. Like when we see Nucky on TV. He's quick to hand out money, quick to throw parties, quick to find people jobs. The real Nucky, Nucky Johnson, is very much the same. Like, he knew what he had to do. People will tolerate you selling them booze, even though it's against the law. You piss one of them off, they might turn on you. But if you're also employing them, giving them rent, putting coal in their their heaters, bringing oil for their heaters, putting, you know, a duck, turkey, whatever it is they have at Christmas over there. Turducken. Turducken. You're putting turducken on the table. They might be a less, you know, likely to go ahead and rat you out. I agree. Also, as you mentioned, he has everything covered. So ratting him out wouldn't exactly be the best move anyway. Uh, no, it, it wouldn't. Because you remember in the TV show, Nucky used to be the sheriff or undersheriff of Atlantic City or Atlantic County or whatever. Atlantic County, right. Okay. Well, he was. And oh. his brother did follow him. So you, Eli did follow So you'd be very well... <laughs> Fucked if you went into like I'm gonna call the police on you. He's like, go oh, ahead, yeah. go ahead. Oh, you are gonna call um, them? Yeah. Now I want to say this is a nitpicky thing, so let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Let's do it. The biggest difference I saw between the real Nucky 
Oh, it was the height, wasn't it? Just the size. Oh, the size, yeah. The, the man is my size. Like, he's bigger than me. He's 6'3". He's yeah. 225. Like, he was not, he's not Steve Buscemi size. No, not even close. Uh, and I don't know how big Steve Buscemi is, but he does not seem to be a big man. No. I've seen him next to Peter Stromare. Peter Stromare is a little bit smaller than this, I think, still. And in Fargo, in the movie. Oh, okay. When they were partners. So, I don't think he's uh But, yeah, that's that's huge. That's a huge dude. So he definitely was not a little frail man that would be afraid to get physical. I'm not saying that he was quick to get physical, but in the show, Nucky gets physical even despite his size. Right. But real Nuck, yeah, he did, he did not he did not care. So um, let's go ahead and get into the man that would become known as the Czar of the Ritz. All right. Because he did live in the hotel. We're telling you, like the show is pretty accurate. I mean, there are Some little things. License. Yeah, but that's really what it is. Uh, now, his dad, Smith Johnson, used to be the undersheriff and the sheriff of Atlantic County and Mace Landing, which is like a town that was real close right next to it. Yeah. Uh, and that was the county seat of Atlantic County, actually, for a long time. And he was a part of the political machine that they had back at the turn of the century, you know. Yeah. How they would do, they would get everything. The Republican bosses of New Jersey would get all the votes and make sure they held power. Right. Which, yeah. So, as sheriff, he made sure that that happened. In any way he could. And uh, it was actually through his dad that he got a job as the undersheriff of Mays Landing. And that was in 1905. And then he actually became the sheriff of Atlantic County in 1908. So he, he pretty much has the same plot line. If, you, if you're not familiar with the show, this guy started out as a, as a law officer, but he was also, they were definitely mobbed up. Oh, yeah? To so speak. I'm, well, I mean, you know, they were part of the political machine, if nothing else, which was also corrupt and took money from everywhere. Uh, he did He did lose his office as sheriff. So he decided uh, not to go legitimate pretty much at all. He said, I'm going to be a boss, which to me um, also seems legitimate. <laughs> I, I mean. He's already involved in it. He knows what crime is going on. Why not be the boss? Yeah, so he was uh, secretary of the Atlantic County Republican Executive Committee, which is way too long a name. Uh, agreed. But it does sound impressive, I guess. I mean, I suppose. I would get business cards. I mean, uh, all right, I guess that's impressive. Well, well, the guy that was in charge of the Republican Executive Committee, I'm, I don't know, uh, of the REC, the AC REC. Oh, yeah. Uh, got, got one year free room and board from the state for corruption. Right, okay, yeah. Um, and his name, I'm going to butcher, was Louis... Uh, Kunal? Kunal? Is that... Yeah, that's it. Sorry, that extra E, Kunal. I, I mean, I, I suppose it's Kunal. Yeah, we're going to go with Kunal. All right. It's definitely... Uh, <laughs> Again, feel free to correct us. Anytime. So, he pretty much had the hookup after that. Like, he went to jail. Right. Nucky was like, oh, you guys, what, the seat's empty, you know, I can just... I'll just sit here. So, I think it's important to mention that, because I found this in my research... Go ahead. ...that... Nucky was brought up on the same charges at the same time. Oh but yes, he, but he beat the charges. Yeah. So I think that I mean, if your if your boss goes in for for corruption charges, you're brought up on corruption charges, but you're able to beat the charges, and your boss isn't. That automatically says something to me about your position and your maybe your ability to to communicate uh, your position. I don't. And even at the time, he may have not been actually as in depth. Yeah. As Kuna was. Mm-hmm. 
I'm thinking that. I mean, we don't. I don't know. I didn't read the actual case because I was trying to get his whole life. Right. And as we do in these episodes, you know, there are very interesting aspects, and Nucky's actually full of a lot of them. Oh yeah. That I would love to spend time on, like run running, the meetings, uh, Atlantic City in general at this time period. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things we'll talk about. I mean, that happens in lots of episodes. We just make notes. So we don't... These are not meant to be inclusive. Right. Deal. I mean, we're not experts. That's the whole point. <laughs> so it's not ever meant to be like the definitive edition. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely that's definitely fair. So uh, AC anyway, in general, was kind of a weird place. Atlantic City. Um, you could pretty much get what you want. Yeah, that's my understanding too. Um, they did not really care. Mm-hmm. Because I guess... You know, Nucky had that approach that I was saying at the beginning. If people want it, you give it to them. If it's illegal, that really doesn't matter, but people want it. Because, I mean, there was a saying back in the day, I think, that uh, Prohibition never never hit Atlantic City. Yes, I saw that too. Okay, so this is the kind of thing, like, it, it never stopped. They, they never had to focus on this because people wanted it. People were like, well, we're just going to keep drinking. And they were like, well, what about the law? And the law was like, we're going to keep drinking. <laughs> but, I mean, because you are the law. Yeah, no, and he, you know, you had to go through the city, and this committee pretty much ran the city because they held all the positions, decided who was going to run, who was going to get funds. So pretty soon, if you wanted booze, girls, gaming, anything like that, you would have to pay up to them. So Nucky was in charge of that by default, by just being in the head of this organization. Man, when I saw that a nickname for, and I think it's important to say, is a nickname for Atlantic City was the world's playground. Oh, yeah. Because that, I think, epitomizes what you're talking about here, about how, you know, Atlantic City, things that were happening in the world didn't really happen to Atlantic City when we're talking about prohibition. No. And, and the, the rise of, I guess, the rise of organized crime in that sense where people are getting murdered often. No, they were definitely a part of it. And prohibition hit. That's why we're, we're talking sure. about prohibition hit after Nucky takes in this position. Right. In the leadership. Now, what's really interesting is it doesn't hit. And Atlantic City, for those that don't know, you know, has some beaches. Yeah. So uh, it makes it prime territory for if the law is friendly, why don't you bring in your booze here? Right. So you can go out off the coast, pick up your shipment, run it in. Mm -hmm. No one's watching, maybe even helping. Bring it in and you ship it out. So if you're in Chicago or New York or down south, anywhere where you don't have a, you know, ocean port, guess what? You're going to make really good friends with the guy that does. That guy is Nucky. So it it was a really interesting thing because Atlantic City at the time wasn't a huge city. Like well, like I was saying, it, it wasn't even its own county seat for a while. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that was it was more of a resort town. Like people just went there to chill. The East Coast people, they would just go down there seasonally and hang out in Atlantic City and then go back home. Mm-hmm. So we have something like that. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been to like South Padre Island. I have. Okay. If you go during the time, spring break and such, it's packed. Can't go anywhere. Can't do anything. But if you end up going in the off season, you can walk that whole thing from tip to end without anyone ever bothering you. Probably not even passing the car. I've done it. Wow. So it's just crazy. And I imagine that Atlantic City was something similar to that. Yeah, that makes sense. So I don't know. But if you've ever been to like a resort town in their off season, Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's Atlantic City at this time. Which that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So they got pretty wild uh, because oh, yeah? of it. Well, because they could do this. They realized that people were already coming here. They liked the getaways. And when people came and found out that prohibition wasn't a thing mm-hmm. and that girls were around and gaming wasn't around, 
Some of them said, why not leave? Why ever leave? Yeah, you know. That would be my philosophy. So, the floodgates opened. Hmm. And uh, they they accepted all kinds of loose morals and things. I mean, it was pretty much lawless as it was. But when you get more and more people pouring in for that exact reason, it becomes um, escape from L.A. You know, okay. very quickly. But that was it. Because people people were happy there, though. There was money. It was a rich place, too. Right. Because they pretty much struck oil. But they didn't strike oil. They struck booze. <laughs> they hit so the booze vein. Yeah. So we, struck, we struck whiskey. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. They got a Pim's cup just overflowing everywhere. They were like, just bring it in. And little John Trump shows up out of nowhere with his yeah. crunk juice. Yeah. And gas can. Yeah. It says crunk juice on it. <laughs> Laziest prop ever. And they carried it around in every video. Um, the problem was that you had bootleggers. Yeah. For Nucky, this is a problem. Because bootleggers sell bootleg gin, bootleg whiskey, bootleg vodka, whatever the hell. Right. Um, but... He realized very quickly that if he didn't, you know, cut his stuff too much and made sure it was going right, people were willing to drink real drinks right. as opposed to bathtub gin. True story. So I'm not, well, I'm with you there. So the quality was really what he was striking on. Like he would just be like, whatever my boss would be like, all right, we, we bootleg. We got our own shit. Get out of here, Nucky. He'd be like, yeah, but this is real. Right. Like I'm getting the same stuff you were getting before. Right, and I don't have to run. A, I don't have to run a bootlegging operation. I'm a steel that's gonna blow up in my basement, or get raided. Like I, I got boats. One boat gets caught, and another boat comes in. And so I mean that that's very cool to me because how 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 can you just imagine how can you do this? Imagine being able what it would take to be able to do this. How in bed with the law and stuff you would have uh-huh. to be, and and with organized crime. Like if you don't think. He was a real boss because he didn't, like, his name doesn't get brought up with, like, Al Capone and Johnny Torrio and stuff. Then you're crazy. Yeah, because this is the thing. Like, they all made their money from this, from bootlegging. And Nucky was that connect. He was the hookup. You know, and I saw in my research that if if you wanted a job, Nucky was so big in Atlantic City, AC. Yeah. If... If you wanted a job in, in AC, it had to be cleared through Nucky. You had to meet with Nucky first. You know, and we're talking a job from... Being a janitor to a school superintendent, you had to meet with Nucky. Oh, so yeah. I think Nucky, there's a there's a story where that I ran across where Nucky giveth the power and Nucky take it away. That's, that sounds like he. That's exactly why he didn't have to use violence because yeah. he was he was God to these people in Atlantic City. Like he could shut booze is fine. We could shut that, turn that knob off, and this place might not get any more booze. Yeah, you might not have any more girls. Right, he just walk in and be like, girls, you moving. They 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 are they know who pays the bills right because no color. more customers he says that place is off limits who's gonna go against him nobody right because they pro- their job probably hangs in the balance too yeah it's crazy so he set up a basic wonderland of amusement and fun and booze and whatever and the man was not shy about it this is this is the Frank Lucas part to me and right. stuff and he was walking around in gaiters and fur coats are you serious oh yes. He, 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 I want to say he was original. Like, he would, that, he just walk around with them. He stayed on the entirety of the ninth floor of the Ritz. Damn. Like, he just chilled up at the top of the hotel. I guess, I don't know if that's the top, but on the ninth floor. Yeah. Which I assume is a penthouse. I mean, well, I mean, if you rent out the entire floor, of course it's going to be a penthouse. Well, you're going to make it one, but I'm saying that I'm, I'm sure Nucky didn't like, wasn't going to have anyone over him. Oh, yeah. That seems very weird to me. Yeah. Why would you? Uh, so, What's very cool is this ran for a long time. And then all of a sudden, it came time to have this big meeting. 
Now, it was a meeting in Atlantic City between the biggest bosses and crime. So in 1929, all these mob bosses, and when I say all these mob bosses, I mean all of them, uh, decide they need to have a meeting and decide who's doing what and who's in charge of what. Let's pause for a minute. All right. This is this is profound. In my in my understanding, this is the first time in history where we have these organized crime leaders. This many of them meet in one location to discuss anything. You know, I'm, I'll be honest. I know we're doing a season on gangsters. I know there were meetings that happened, but I do believe you are correct. I think this is, yeah. for all intents and purposes, the first time that organized crime actually got fully organized. Right. At least on the East Coast of America, for a majority. Of the population, like this is yeah, this is probably the biggest organized organizer. Now this was organized crime summit. Now I know that they didn't call it the organized crime meeting, but you know I think I mean I'm, I'm positive they didn't call it the. Oh, organized do you, crime do you know who was who were some of the people there? Like where they were coming from and stuff? Because it's crazy. Well, yeah, man. See, I thought that was crazy too. New York, Philly, Cleveland, Detroit, the South, like all of Georgia. The South, yeah, they just no. I mean, all the South. They come from Texas, I think. Texas, Kansas okay. City. Yeah. Um, Chicago, New Jersey. I mean, you know, other bosses in New Jersey. Wow, this is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it's true. They all came. Uh, Meyer Lansky, Johnny Torrio, L- Lucky Luciano, Frank Costello, uh, Vito Genovese, Bugsy Siegel, Dutch Schultz, Al Capone, and others. That's not even the whole list. Like, those are all dudes we're probably going to have an episode on. Right. <laughs> they were at this one meeting. That's so I was, this meeting should be its own show. We won't lie. But right, the true. fact is, I think that... Once we put all of them together and they each get their own show that does like this and covers each aspect, you will actually see why just the idea of them in one room is crazy. Yeah, yeah, we don't really need to cover why they did or where it was. Just we'll get into a little bit now because it actually happens in Atlantic City because Nucky hosts this meeting. (laughs) I would say, like, again, if you don't think he was a real gangster because he wasn't doing anything but running a resort town that allowed him to have all this stuff and was paying to have it, consider the fact he was able to bring in the Johnny Torrio, Lucky, Lucky Luciano, uh, Bugsy Siegel, and Al Capone. Were like, we're gonna stay at your house, right? Right. Now it didn't. It didn't happen like that at first. Like they stayed at his house, right? No, no, they didn't stay at his house. But I'm saying they came to his city, used his oh, territory. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so he was definitely holding weight. I mean, he had a seat at the table too. You talk about power move. I don't know about anyone else, but when your boss calls you in to talk to you, he usually doesn't want to come into your office and sit down and have a long talk, right? Usually coming into his. Yeah, he's going to have his conference room. You come in, like, that's a power move. Right. He he, he put on the power time. It's like, guys, you can come to ACN. We can talk it off. <laughs> Imagine that. You're on his territory. I mean, that's even yeah, worse. Yeah, like, true. you ain't got no backup there. I mean, even if you got backup, he has a city. Right. An entire city. That's right. So, even if you think you're too big to touch, and even if there will be repercussions, that's a lot of faith to put in somebody. So, Nucky must have had mm-hmm. some serious... Cloud, um, right? Some serious yeah. cloud. Uh, so this is a meeting of like the big seven. That's what they called it because it's seven big crime organizations at the time okay. coming to Atlantic City. It's called the Atlantic City Conference. And this, like you said, this is the first time we know of an en masse meeting. Like en masse, they come, they sit down yeah. and talk over these particular topics all together. Now, AC took care of everything. So Nucky took care of everything. Right. So room, board, housing, cars, girls, booze, shows. He, he's covering the tab on all of this. Nice. Again, a very power move to me. Uh, I mean, it is. Yeah, Because who, who grabs a check? You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know when you go to eat with your parents or in-laws or whatever, and there's a little play fight for the check, and you know you have to give it up. Yeah. Right. 
Al Capone had to play fight this dude for the check. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that some of them were like, yeah, that's right. You got to pay for me because I'm the big boss. But right. not when you're sitting in his house. I mean, exactly. At the same time. And then, but there was, there was one hiccup. Oh, what was that? <laughs> it's called the Breakers Hotel. Ooh, I, yeah, I remember this hotel. Okay, so it's a, it's a very nice hotel on the boardwalk. Yeah. Very sweet spot. All right. But highly racist. Oh. So racist, in fact, that if you weren't a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, if you weren't a wasp, you were not getting in to this. Now, I don't know if you noticed anything about the names I said earlier. Uh, yeah. yeah, they don't fit that mold. That's right. The Jewish mob in La Cosa Nostra are not exactly waspy. Oh, gotcha. Being Italian and Jewish men, they, they weren't. Um, so the hotel clerk, apparently not giving a fuck about his life. Descended from the dude who told Mary and Joseph and Jesus that they couldn't stay. Whose descendants would go on to be the basis of Tim Curry in Home Alone 2. Got totally serious about his shit. Oh. <laughs> and denied them rooms. Like, why, the, why would you do that? <laughs> now, I don't know if you know anything about Al Capone and company, but they are not known for their temperament. <laughs> oh, man. And when they pretty much told him that you can't stay here, you dirty wop. Yeah. He did not take it lightly. I, I bet he didn't. Uh, <laughs> word reached Nucky, though. Nucky, I imagine. Nucky was not happy. Hmm. Uh, he raced over and was like, hey, hey, everyone chill out. But Nucky raced over? Yeah, he raced over. We're, we're talking about race issues, and you said Nucky raced over, really? Yeah, he raced over to the building. He ran oh, over, and he man. was like, excuse me, gentlemen, I hear there's a problem. And then, you know, Al Capone, Al Capone decides he, he's not, he's very pissed off. By all reports, he is up in Nucky's face, like finger in the chest. Again, the onlookers, the other gangsters thought they were going to brawl. Yeah. Because this is how big of a disrespect Capone thought this was. And some of the other gangsters, like they were like, this is bullshit. Right. You will, you will never hear another man ever doing this. Nucky pretty much dragged Al Capone's ass into a car. Shit. He grabbed Al Capone and shoved him into a car and told him, follow me. And took him to the Ritz, where he stays. Yeah. So he put him up in his literal house now. Oh, but I just want to take a moment and pause. Al Capone's flying off the handle so bad that a mob boss had to come from his in his own town across town to come pick him up. Yeah. And then he got in his face, and the man decided, I know how to handle Al Capone. And, like, grabbed him by the collar and threw his ass in the car. <laughs> never in your life. Never. I've never heard anything. How big how big do you think Nucky's set was? Like that's what I mean, I, You take Al Capone and shove him in a car. But we're also talking about Nucky, so how upset do you think Nucky had to have been? Oh, I'm pretty sure that desk clerk is buried somewhere out in the Atlantic City breakers. Probably. Like I just don't see that that clerk making it. Well, I mean he might not he might live, but he probably got told to get the fuck out of town. Probably. Cause I mean, you realize how big this meeting is. Yeah. You realize how important this meeting is. How important the people are. Right. And then you kick them out on some racist. Yeah, that's that's not the tip you want to be on, my man. Nope. Like if I, I, I he probably committed suicide. I <laughs> so, mean, voluntary suicide. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like you go home, you're like, baby, I don't miss stuff. <laughs> I lost my job. It's not that bad. You'll find another one. No. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm out of, I'm out of told. Uh, Al Capone and Johnny Torrio to get the greasy asses out of my lobby. 
And Nucky came over. Well, Nucky fixed it, right? Yeah, he, threw, he, he threw. He had to throw El Capone in the back of a car. But he fixed it. She just packing already. Yeah. I'll be at my mom's. <laughs> I want a divorce. Yeah, you get divorced, you lose everything over there. You should. That was stupidity. How are you going to go against, I mean, the guy who makes the rules, you know? Oh, you think it was that bad? Imagine how bad Nucky was when they actually got to the rift where you stay. And yeah. Al Capone is still so mad that reportedly he's throwing chairs and tearing the paintings off the walls still. I would be pissed. That's how mad that this clerk made him Damn. with this bullshit is that Al Capone then gets in the car with Nucky, assuming Nucky is trying to talk him down and explain yeah. stuff, and not just talking to him like a punk kid. And then you get to the hotel you're staying at, and where you stay, he knows this is where you live. Yeah. And he gets out and he's just like tearing your stuff up, throwing it around. Uh, you know, I, I think I would commence to, um, I, lack of a better term, whooping that ass. I mean, yeah, but just... apparently Nucky didn't have to. I mean, I, I think he could have given his size and it be in Atlantic City, right? And the other gangsters. Apparently, he was he did manage to talk Al down. That's crazy. That is crazy. And then they were able to have this meeting. But the the fact that you could manhandle Al Capone after him, getting him insulted, and then he throws your stuff around your house, and you're like. Chill, 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 baby. It's all right. It's all right. We're good. We're good. So, so can you again see why I think this guy epitomizes gangsters? I just want to know what he said to him. What was the words? You know, I, I don't. I don't he, think he, we'll ever he know. said to him like, hey, I don't know. I'm, I'm comic nerd. So you know, like when Nick Fury whispers to the Thor and makes him unworthy and drops the hammer and can't pick it back. That's what Nucky did to Al Capone. Like yeah. Al Capone's like, I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. Fuck Atlantic City. I'm not, I'm not worthy to be a gangster. And then all, yeah. And then <laughs> Nucky's like, calm your ass down. And he's like. Just like he's the gangster whisperer. Like, he might have been like, calm down before I calm you down. Something like yeah. that. I think that's probably how, what he said. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know for a fact, but I, I imagine that's what he said. So they have this meeting. And this meeting is pretty much where they carve up like the territory of who's going to get what and how products going to flow and what kind of cooperation they're going to have. Yeah. And the rules for respecting each other. And it's very organized. This is, mm-hmm. We don't know exactly what we'll talk about. There's lots of theories and there's, there's good evidence supporting some. But the Atlantic City Conference really deserves its own episode. Just know that this happened in that Al Capone thing. I'm highlighting it because I thought when we talked about this, we said that really highlights yeah. Nucky's power. He wow. brought these gangsters into his house, these names, and then he manhandled Al Capone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't get much more gangster than that. In I mean, my it book. really doesn't. So uh, there was one man that Nucky couldn't or rather shouldn't have gone toe-to-toe with. And that man's name was... Uh, William Randolph Hearst. Oh, yeah. Okay. The um, newspaper owner. Yeah. He owned some uh, media-type yeah. empires. Yeah, he owned empires of media. Uh, he, he, he was a prominent figure. I mean, everyone knows him. Patty Hearst and all this. You know, Hearst's name, has, Hearst Publishing is still a thing. He created this. Decided that he didn't like Nucky for whatever reason. Now, there's rumors that they were into the same girl. Oh, and Hearst would come and visit, and Nucky was oh. with her one day, and she wouldn't come to Hearst. Yeah, uh, there's other rumors too, but not, you know who knows? Because are you really going to say that that was the problem? No, no, you're not. Um, now we're talking about the William uh, William Randolph Hearst, who's famous for saying, "You furnish the pictures, I'll furnish the war." Yeah, and uh, a politician will do anything to keep his job, even yeah. become a patriot. The same yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah. So you see, he's not afraid of taking a stance on stuff. Right. Or, as you mentioned, going toe-toe with the federal government at times. Mm-hmm. Or creating, forcing the government to move, which is what he did with Nucky. Whatever happened between him and Nucky, they had a falling out. And he started printing stories about Nucky's activities. Huh. And he started lobbying the government. 
saying, look at this guy, look at this guy, look at this guy. And in the end, he was brought down by the same thing that brought down most of the gangsters this era. Taxes uh-huh. and the end of Prohibition. Uh. See, that was the thing that he didn't plan on, right? Mm-hmm. What happens when the money train stops? Because yeah. right now, he's making all this illegal money because you can't drink anywhere else. And I don't know if he knows this or not. Like the fire stick has done to many a movie theater. <laughs> if you can do it at home or in your hometown, you're not driving three cities over to drink. Uh, true story. And you're not going to have a guy lording over you either. I mean, not saying he was a bad dude yeah. and help, he helped people, but he was a bad dude in some ways. And having somebody that controls your entire city. See, I don't feel like he was a bad dude at all. What I'm saying is he had complete control. He had an iron grip mm-hmm. on Atlantic City. And his fingers stretched out all across the country because of these crime syndicates. Now, imagine living in Atlantic City. Yeah. Everything you do is based on Nucky's whims. I'm not saying that sure. like he just changes like that in the breeze, but... He decided this building was going to be this. He decided what they were going to do, who was going to run it, who was going to work it. So that's yeah. where you work. Where you live, it's pretty much the same way. Everything about it is at Nucky's design. Okay. Now, then why do you stay there? Because you can get booze, you can get women, you can do all this stuff. Well, now that other criminals have already locked down the booze empire, but they can import it directly and not have to worry about the law, why not go somewhere like New York where they don't have an armed grasp over your entire life? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that's the case, but you can go drink in small town Delaware now. Why well, stay in a place where Nucky controls everything? So he has to contend with this. This is the whole downfall of Prohibition is he loses what was a majority of his influence over the rest. I feel like if he had, if his if his focus was in the right place, or if he was able to focus in the right place, I guess, he would have been able to overcome that. Because to me, that seems like a simple, uh, no, and let me just put this out there. It's not simple for something like for me. It's not somebody like me. I couldn't solve this problem. Right. But I feel like based on the things that Nucky was able to accomplish and the, the relationships he was able to build and the, the power he had, I feel like he would have been able to solve for, for X by, uh, by generating Y, you know. I mean, I, I guess mean, he could start dealing drugs because, I mean, we have booze isn't a selling point when everyone has booze. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You build, why is your booze better than everyone else's? But it's know? not. That's the point. He, before he had that. But you create that. You create that, that mystique with everyone. It's the, it's the reason, it's that allure. It's the reason why some restaurants make it to where you have to make reservations to be there for dinner or to be there for lunch or whatever. Well, right. But that's because they actually have a specific not they always. meal. Well, not, I'm saying that not they, always. Not always. But I'm saying, like, they have to have something to make it off. But it Nucky creates... lost his thing that he could make it off. Right. So I, so he lost it, but I think his focus was focused elsewhere. Maybe. And, and I think that, you know, the, the battle with Hearst kind of took Well, of course, his, because, I mean, yeah. as we're going to get to, the feds also decided in 1933 that he owed 33 years worth of taxes. Right. And they hit his ass with a lien. Yeah. That's not great. No, I imagine not. Uh, now, Nucky had money, so a lien might not be the worst thing in the world, but I assume it was a huge-ass lien. Yeah, probably. Now, the other problem is six years later in 1939... He got indicted for tax evasion. Hmm. Uh, and in 1941, he got 10 years. So it kind of fell apart. I wouldn't say that's fast. I mean, hmm. it took a good 10 years for him to fall apart, but it did fall apart. And he yeah. fell from, you know, the man in the high castle. Now, he, he didn't have to serve the entire 10 years. No? No. He served okay. four. He served four. He got parole. And uh, what what had to be... I don't know if this is a smooth move, a slick move on Nucky's part, or what would be the worst part of this. He had to swear a pauper's oath. What does that mean? Um, it means that he has to legally swear. It's bankruptcy, basically. Mm-hmm. 
He has to swear that he has nothing to his name. He can't oh. pay anything. He has no kind of dude. I mean, this is the dude that ran a vast empire. It's not just Atlantic City that he ran. Yeah. He had fingers into, like we say, Chicago, Kansas City, New York. He's meeting with all these people. Mm-hmm. He used to get driven around in a limo. Not just a regular limo. Like I said, he was flashy, like powder blue limo. Oh, wow. In the 20s and 30s. Like, you're getting driven around in a powder blue limo. That's a big deal. Had to declare that he was broke. I mean, that's that's rough. Yeah. I mean. Now, of course, it was Nucky that swore this oath. So how broke was he? I'm thinking he's a pretty good businessman. He, he yeah. probably had a rainy day fund somewhere. Buried away, tucked away. And, he, so. and also, this is why you build up those favors over these years. I'm sure he yeah. didn't have a horrible time afterwards, but I'm sure he never returned to his former glory. Yeah. Um, he died in a nursing home in Atlantic City in 1968. Oh, okay. So, real recent. I mean, oh, I, mean, I mean, that's not real recent, but in our lifetime is what I'm saying. Since Star Trek era. Since. <laughs> uh, he got to see Captain Kirk. All right. <laughs> Now, I don't know if you... Scotty, I need more power. Now, I don't know if you know much about Nucky, just generally. I got some interesting facts I thought we'd do. I know you have a few, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. um, he used to wear a red carnation, a carnation in his lapel. Uh-huh. And he that's something he did do even after he got out of prison. So he had enough money for carnations. But he'd always wear a red lapel. I mean, a red lapel. A red carnation in his lapel. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I think I want to start doing that, something like that. Although I'm allergic to flowers, so. All flowers? Uh, most of them. You know, the pollen, mm. I guess, whatever. Okay. So maybe it's I'm allergic to pollen, but I, the point's still Or remains. chlorophyll. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, possibly. All right. Did you find out anything interesting that you wanted to share with the folks? I did. Oh. Hit me with it. So, so when I, and this is kind of the basis for me saying why I don't think Nucky was such a bad guy. Not all of his money was from ill-gotten gains. He was also heavily into politics and used politics to gain control of bureaucracies, leading to his ability to partake in many public contracts. So it just gave him the opportunity to invest in things or or to um, have public ventures that he he was the owner in or majority stake on. Right. Well, like I said, he controlled, I, I guess we didn't really get into that, but yeah, he controlled pretty much every aspect of life. Like who got those contracts was a pretty easy guess yeah. when Nucky's name's in the bidding. Um, now, you know, on the TV show, uh-huh. Uh, he has that the German valet, yeah, that serves him. I mean, he really did. Oh, really? Yeah, he oh. really did. Uh, and he actually did have an apprentice named Jimmy. Awesome. But Jimmy was not a veteran of World War One. He was actually the bellhop at the Ritz. Oh, okay. But he did serve in World War Two. That's an interesting twist. Well, I mean, it's just interesting because uh, that's some of the creative license they show. Like, yes, these really happened. He really did have the German valet, but yeah, he also did have a Jimmy who was his. Protege, huh. but he was not a veteran. He was a bellhop. Nice. So here's something else I noticed um, that I thought was interesting. You, um, this and this has kind of led me to think: you know that you have power when a man's nephew won't even stick up for him. So let me give you a little bit more background on that. A guy named Eddie uh, Devlin. His uncle was a cop, and his uncle just on a routine traffic stop pulled over Nucky Nucky's driver because Nucky's driver made an illegal U-turn. Oh. Pulled over Nucky's driver, gave Nucky's driver a ticket, and a few days later, that uh, that driver was fired. Or excuse me, not the driver, the uh, the cop was fired. Wow. So I mean, that's that's one. 
Now, Delvin's uncle was the cop, right? Mm-hmm. So when Delvin was in, or Devlin was interviewed about this, he says, we asked, or somebody asked the question, do you think your uncle was wrong? And Devlin says, you don't mess with Nucky. And, and that's kind of interesting because, I mean, we've mentioned it a few times, but this is something I found interesting. Uh, he didn't really kill. No. As far as I, I know, he didn't kill at all. Mm-hmm. Now, that's debatable, but there's no sure. proof. He was a force, though, like a force of nature. And if someone challenged him in business and life, wanted to fight him or whatever, he was pretty shrewd businessman. Yeah. And he would make sure not only that you get, like, screwed, but that you got blackballed. Like, yeah. he could blackball you. And he had connections, don't forget, all around the East Coast. So he could pretty much shut you down. That's crazy, but it's true. And he could have you, he could have, he could have people cut off. He could have their businesses ruled illegal. Mm-hmm. He, he, like, remember, this is all illegal. But he has this idea, you know, selective enforcement where he can just be like, oh, you got caught running booze. It gets me my sacrificial limb. They busted, yeah. they busted a bootlegger in Atlantic City. It's you, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, his generosity, like you were talking about, they do these interviews. His generosity is legendary. Mm-hmm. He, the man was rich. Like, we don't even know the extent, being criminal and all, right. of his empire. But there are tales, I mean, stacks. You can go online and say, coal, food, jobs. Mm-hmm. Nucky made sure that people got taken care of. If it was cold in the wintertime, Nucky made sure they had heat. Yeah. If they were hungry, Nucky made sure they had food. They need clothes, they had clothes. They had need a job, they got a job. Nucky took care of people. It made sure that no one in Atlantic City went without, especially the poor. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean that that part you have to respect. Like I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. I don't know if that had to do something with his own personal feelings or just the kind of guy he was, but you know, maybe. I mean, we don't see a lot of that. No, you don't see a lot of it. I mean, some people do. It's very very interesting there are people to give back, but Nucky is definitely one of the ones it's one of the rarest that you'll find that just he wasn't shy about spending his money on other people. Yeah. And not in ridiculous ways. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It, it kind of epitomizes the comparison that I found online, the comparison to Nucky and his, his successor. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the comparison ends like this. It says um, his successor has complete political power, but Nucky has absolute or had absolute power yeah that's what i'm saying like he he was he was god in atlantic city pretty much i mean i don't like that comparison so much but it's it's about as true as i think it's ever going to get i I don't disagree with you i think it's a it's a good (laughs) analogy it's a good comparison um especially to the minds of the people at that time right right no i just want to run down a few sources i know we don't usually do this and they will be in the show notes but just we use extensive sources this time, so I'm going to list a few. Shalom, if you have some extracts from it. We did do use Wikipedia to get the sources and the fine trails for uh, Nucky, Myers Landing, Atlantic City, uh, Atlantic City Conference, uh, James Boyd, Boardwalk Empire. I also used uh, Pajaba, Pihaba, I don't know, P-A-J-I-B-A.com, uh, Press of Atlantic City, NJ.com, New York Times, and then on uh, YouTube, watch the Press of Atlantic City had Boss of the Boardwalk. It's a documentary. Check it out. It's very good. Uh, Blood Letters and Bad Men, Nucky and the Boardwalk. I watched that. That's an episode, uh, a web episode. It's also on YouTube from 2014. And the Press of Atlantic City also got that. Uh, the man who runs uh, ran Atlantic City for years. So check all those out. Let me in the notes. Did you have any extra sources that you wanted to throw? Yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, I know we're missing some because sometimes, especially when it gets to having as many sources as we have 
in some of these episodes, we we get it primarily sourced somewhere, and then right. we just verify it. So with Wikipedia, that's usually what happens. We cite it because it's easier to cite one and know that that piece of information is there is is verified by the link yeah. that they their citations than it is to cite every one of those that we go and check. True. And sometimes, occasionally, we do pull something out of that piece too. So I may go verify the year Nucky was born off of one thing, right? And it may also contain something about his mother's. I I do not cite that, yeah, because I'm already citing it for a different thing. So uh, we're not professionals. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions, feel free to give us a uh, a shout, ask yeah. us something. And if you have any gangsters that you would like us to talk about, reach out, let us know because we may we have them all on the board. We, we know do. what we're doing. We don't want to share them. It's part of the surprise. But we, we have everything plotted out throughout the rest of the season, through the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if somebody brings up one maybe we overlooked or missed or we're on the line about or topic, it doesn't have to be a gangster. We're still looking for people to help us with the Prohibition, mm-hmm. uh, Great Depression, the Dust Bowl, those kind of things. And new ones pop up every time we do an episode that we think maybe we should do, but they are working the schedule. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you'd like to see, what you'd like to hear. Yeah. We'll work it in. Uh, do you have anything to say to the people? Uh, you know, no, other than thank you for your support, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>